0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Selfish Podcast. Today, we have Franklin and we're going to get to know his life, his journey and his self. But First, Franklin, I just want to say hello. Can you say hello to the audience and let them know where you're listening from, where you're recording and what time of day it is?
1: Easy. Hello, everyone, whoever's uh, listening to this. Um, Yeah, as, as Luke said, my name is Franklin. Currently, I'm listening or recording this in Brisbane City in Australia queensland so if you haven't been in australia come down it's beautiful a lot of beaches just a beautiful place to be yeah that's currently right now i think it's 9 p.m eastern time so at night um but yeah it's keen for this this is gonna be a good one
0: ah beautiful man yes it's, it's an amazing time to be able to just connect with people from all over like we're in totally different time zones it's early in the morning for me and uh yeah really? time what, what time you uh for me now it's uh nearly midday so not too early but it's nearly okay, midday, cool yeah. yeah
1: good that's nice that's
0: nice um good. but yeah i've got the whole day ahead after this whereas you'll be settling down i, I assume
1: so, yeah pretty much yeah for me for me it's like after this it's pretty much like bedtime man i'm i'm, I'm i'll be gone touch bed and i'll be out
0: <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> that's for real, real. I want to get to know you a bit more and a bit more personally. So I want to know yeah, sure, about man. your childhood. How was life like sort of pre-10 years old? Can you paint me a picture of like where you grew up and how your childhood was? Yeah.
1: So 10 years, 10 years old, I, I primarily, so I was born in Congo, um, came through, so I lived in Zimbabwe for a few years. So born, Congo, traveled, got to Zimbabwe, lived there for five years. And then seven, eight, nine. yeah, 7, 8, came to Australia. And yeah, pretty much with no English at all, um, in a land where the primary language is English, um, and yeah, it was just just madness and beauty and chaos, really. Um, but yeah, dude, ten years old i was I was very much of a very enzymatic kid, very friendly, very open to new things, open to new ideas, highly curious, very, very curious, uh, which got me into trouble a lot. Um, but I was sneaky enough to somewhat get away with it without my teachers knowing how curious and naughty I was. But yeah, literally, that was that was me—just a, a, a fragment of life. That that would be the best description of me when I was young. Just
0: oh, nice. just wanted to
1: know everything. Just wanted to know everything.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you travelled so young. Like, what's your memories like of the the Congo before you actually travelled to travel yeah, that far?
1: I have I have the only memories that I have because I was so young when I was in Congo. Um, the only memories that I had is Zimbabwe. Um, so I was like about six, seven, I think. Um, when, so when I was in the the on the memories that I had was much stealing mangoes a lot, um, Ste- getting in say- trouble a lot. I was- yeah, stealing mango, fam. Like so, <laughs> you know, you you see a mango tree and you're like, I want to climb that. Let's go. So you get your boys and you go, yo, I let's plan a tactic here you be the lookout let's grab some mangoes um that and also just (laughs) playing in the dirt i mean i'll get home just like because i used to play football and yeah literally after school it was just pretty much being in the dirt just playing football on a regular basis getting home and being drenched in just red red dust and your mother's looking at you like who have i given birth to Oh um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but that's that that's pretty much it me and Zimbabwe. That was that was yeah, that that was pretty much the way that I would I would understand or remember it. But from a from a from a much more emotional point of view, um Zimbabwe was very, very um a pivotal moment in my life where you really see the chaos of what it was like to live in a very poverty like country. Yeah. Um and, and also just the beauty as well in like how you could, depending on your perspective in life, you can, you can really um, cherish it or allow your external environment to really kill you. Um, hmm. And I have amazing parents that didn't allow the external to detect the way that we feel or react to the life. So shout out to them. Um, and yeah, that was that was pretty much that. So I think my parents protected me in a lot of things and a lot of factors that I didn't see at a young age. At a young at a young age um until now looking back i'm like holy smoke <laughs> oh, <laughs> they yeah. protected us for a lot from a lot of things and i'm so so grateful um what did you what did
0: your parents do and why did they choose to choose australia
1: yeah so pretty much you know, so my parents i think again my parents they studied in congo i think mom, mom didn't study i think dad did um i think he did agriculture so the reason why we left was war really um so we were we had to take refuge in other countries as refugees and stuff and that was that so that was the biggest effect man um it was simply war we couldn't live in a country that we were in um our area our tribe our village yeah it was just distorted and it wasn't the best place to raise kids from my understanding um and that's why we moved get to find refuge somewhere else man and somehow we by the luck by the grace of god um if you're with that um, we landed out we landed in Australia, man, so that that was the biggest thing, so super thankful, super grateful um yeah, but that was oh, the nice. biggest thing
0: yeah, yeah, nice, and it sounds like uh, your parents done a good job just getting you out and getting you somewhere how 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 yeah, would-
1: is I look back at it, man, and I'm just like, it wasn't easy. Hey, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't, it wasn't easy looking back now in hindsight and the stories that they will tell me. It's just, it wasn't easy because you, you, living in a, I guess, if people that, that are from, have ever been in a refugee camp or have seen it or that have come from a place like that, um, it's just, um, it's brutal. Like, like life is real, you know? Like you might think that the person that you're with is a friend, but they're not. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's, things could turn south, like, like that you know um yeah so, so it's yeah it's, it's crazy
0: yeah and how was school life for you so you i imagine you've done most of your school in australia how was school and fitting in and what was, did you enjoy yeah, it I,
1: <laughs> yeah dude I, I loved school school was good for me um especially primary school um when i was in primary school i was like this is awesome this is great um it was just a lot of learning because again, I'm a curious mind. So it was just like, let me just do everything that I can and see where life, like see where it takes me, man. But um, it was challenging in the fact of like, trying to communicate to people. I think the first, the first thing that I found that was the hardest was communicating. I remember my first day in coming into primary school um, and I literally just had to just go in a room and just sit there and just listen to people talk. I still remember that pivotal moment. Luckily, one of my teachers knew French, so he was conversing with him because I think I, from that age, my dad was teaching us French. Um, so I knew a little bit of French to communicate with him and whatnot. And then that's the way that we kind of picked up the language and, and started molding me into learning English through pretty much his, his broken French <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my somewhat novice of, of, of French from there. So it was kind of just like that. Um, yeah, dude. But like, Man, primary school was it was it was a weird space. Hey, like on one aspect, it was awesome. I, I made great friends, and then after primary school, looking back, there were people that were like, "Yo, people actually didn't like you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for real? I, I thought y'all loved me, and then, you know, and some some people were like we can't kind of get angry at you because there's nothing for us to get angry at you. But for some reason, we just don't like you. And I was like, ah, I bet. So I guess it was your problem. But like, you know, just looking back in hindsight, man, um, that's me talking to people from like old teachers that I still, that I'm still in contact with. Um, yeah. Telling me that and I'm just like, this is crazy. I thought I was <laughs> loved. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, dude. Yeah. It was, it was just an interesting, um, interesting environment, man. But, but, yeah it was awesome loved it every single moment of it Uh
0: oh, nice do, do you remember your first like ambition or drive like something you saw you like i wanted to be a cowboy i want to be an astronaut or oh, anything dude, i
1: i wanted man i i wanted to be a football player that was it <laughs> that was that was the, that was that was that where it's at i was like yeah i want to become a professional football player pro um so i don't know whoever's listening when I say football, I mean football, football, not like the NFL or the rugby or the NRL. So you mean um, soc- yeah, like football, soccer, football. In soc- soc- soccer in America? Soccer in America. Football in England and, and somewhat football in Australia, but they call it soccer here. And I'm like, I do not understand you people. <laughs> um, so yeah, football, that was really my biggest ambition. I was like, I want to become a professional football player. Um that's my goal. That's my drive. And I worked hard for it, man. I was 16. I was I was training with the first team, meaning the first team was, like, people that were, like, at least 23, 22. I was training with that, and I was, like, in the league called the National Premier League at 16. Um, in high school, I was, I was playing for my – is is an excellent school, right, meaning that they had football programs. And we were probably the best football program in Queensland. Um, went mm. and won. I think we came second on in, on, on a national level um so it was that was my trajectory life man um but yeah life happened and the thing was like I knew that I started going to academia more and I started loving that and my dad had to sit me down and be like yo football might not be the right you know direction for you you know although you love it so much it's just the economy tier versus where you really want to go might not be the best yeah, the best trajectory for you and the amount of effort that you might need to put in is so much greater than the actual reward, depending on where you want to go, because, one, the ecosystem is not right for you right now. Um, so, yeah, you might want to choose something else. So I think about that. And I think from then, that's when I was like, wow, this is what making big decisions is like, you know, that sacrificial side of thinking really for, on a bigger picture, um, not only yeah. on a fantasy Um yeah, that broke me. I was like, <laughs> but I took it on the chin and, and I understood the um, I understood the responsibility. I understood what, where my father was coming from. And yeah, from then I just went ham, Sam. For the people that are in Australia or that doesn't know that lingo, pretty much just went psycho with academia. Um, and now I'm currently studying engineering and mathematics. Um, about to finish soon. Um, working for one of the top engineering companies. I would say in the world, um, and yeah, so it's just it's just been a journey, man. It's been a journey. So that's really my biggest ambition was was football. I was like, I want to be the top player in Australia and go represent Australia um, and probably go play in the EPL. That was that was it. I was like football. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, nice. And that so now that's just a uh, like more of your passion that you just play rather than play for that ambition now.
1: Yeah, play? now it's just. I don't play, I think, here's the thing, man. I tell people this, they don't understand it. The amount of sacrifice that I had to put in for football, sometimes when I do play, it's just like, mm, it kind of hurts, it still kind of hurts, like, oh. <laughs> so ha like, I have to somewhat moderate or yeah, moderate that when I could, you know, when I start playing, I kind of get too, too um, intense. <laughs> and I'm just like, chill, bro, chill. <laughs> um, but now i play for fun and um but currently I, i've been i've been loving a different sport I, I, i've been weightlifting and that's for the last two years and that's just been amazing understanding how to you control your body um understanding the mechanics of your body i think that's just been super super peaceful and super humbling as well because i am a six what six two six three man and weightlifting is not for tall elongated people that are narrow in frame and um yeah, it's humbling.
0: <laughs> it's yeah humbling. I it's uh, no, yeah. real good, man. Huh? What, what comes to mind first when I say what was your earliest struggle in life?
1: Yeah. Ooh, Ooh let's go there, man. I think the earliest struggle was, one was comparison. That, that was my biggest early struggle in life, uh, hands down. Um, coming from a place of, uh, like, you know, from a country where it's, just crazy in the way that people view you Um, and this is a weird thing for me comparison was not just because i was yes i'm black but it was a weird thing because i've gotten a stage in my life especially when my teenagers where even people that were african or that were that were black never really liked me and then people that were also Caucasian kind of find me different so i was just in this weird space of just trying to compare myself to other people trying to figure out who I am and that was tough Sam that was really tough um but yeah you know like that that wasn't the biggest thing comparison I think I had to fight that especially coming in high school I had to really figure out like hey look what people the way that people view you that doesn't matter um what matters is the way that you view you and how you think you're enough you know like and it's not something that I, like I'm completely I'm completely I haven't gotten rid of it like you know it's a work in progress man because i think there is that little bit of yourself sometimes when you do have to you know you compare yourself like oh you got to catch that you know why are you comparing yourself you know someone caught me out the other day i was talking to a friend and she was just like why do you why do you care about what people say to you and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> um but for that it was it was really that um <clears throat> but that was one of the biggest struggles um the next one was really that was one the sexuality side of things meaning like not not my identity or anything but primarily just like you know pornography really man i'm just gonna be real i think that was one of the biggest one of the still is right now um thing that i'm working towards um to kind of get trying to figure out why i again obsessed over it or not even that just kind of trying to figure out okay why am i still dependent on this thing and it's a work in progress you know and, and i'm struggling and i'm working towards that um trying to get m- one clarity and just how would you say control um and awareness of of that because it is something that you know when you start off when you're really young and then the sense of comparison comes through and then you you know that's to make yourself a little bit better, feel a little better, you know, you dabble into that, and then, and then that perpetuates this weird cycle of just like continuous thing, um, yeah, man. So that's one of my biggest, I think, comparison, and I think that that sense of the, that lustful side, and I'm not, I'm not saying from a lustful side of like you know, biblical aspect, but just, just I, you know, like people watching porn it, it's not sexy it's just it's just yuck <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shoot that that's just weird bro i don't know no no matter what you're thinking is but that's just I don't, like go find yourself a lady
0: <laughs> yeah no, <it's> a <laughs> really like, like, i find it a really interesting topic because it's like some people find it so many people are doing it yeah it's something so many people don't talk about or share and there's only a handful of yeah. people really that like talk about it comfortably or openly and um yeah i remember yeah, like from no. a kid i thought you grow mm. out of it you know i assumed oh th- when you're an adult this just stops is what i thought and then when you turn into like your 20s and that and you realize wait a minute i'm i'm grown and it's not stopping yeah and, it's, it's um, a cost,
1: it's cost, yeah dude it, it doesn't stop because here's the thing here's the thing people don't realize about this and and they and when i tell people when i was really young like i was again maybe it was like, when i was really young i think i'll like myself i'm a i would say i'm a well, I am a faithful person where I go to church and everything, right, and and whatnot, and and that's when I was just that real. And I'm like, man, you're different, fam. <laughs> um, maybe that's the way that people thought, you know, oh, this guy's trying to be perfect. I'm like, no, bro, I'm not trying to be perfect. It's just trying to trying to have a better life and trying to control yourself, you know, and trying to think about this, like the um, the the way that that thing like just porn changes your mindset, man. And then you get into a relationship, and then you think that that will stop, or the way that you view females will stop. That doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Like people don't people don't connect stuff together sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah, I think um, that's just like,
1: the way that I was thinking.
0: Well I I had uh like when I was younger, I was because of uh, I think I think the stimulation you get at a young age and how much sort of um impact there is in your young age stimulates whether you're gonna sort of wake up and have a high end awareness. So I think like you're cool. traveling from the Congo moving and doing all that at such a young age and Seeing the extreme polarization of sort of people, climates, every all that, like, give you a heightened awareness. And, like, I had mm. the same, and through my teens, I had all these questions and I was wondering, and I was so curious. Um, but I didn't understand that the other kids didn't have the same curiosity, didn't have the same awareness. And I would be thinking, like you said, I want to grow, I want to change, I want to develop, I want to do all these things. Mm. Um, mm. and the other kids just weren't even interested, they weren't it weren't a topic of conversation. Um, yeah
1: yeah i I remember yeah. I, I, this is the weird thing for me i remember i don't I, I remember in high school like i didn't hang around i think there was a moment in time i think it was either a semester or a year that i didn't hang out with dudes because that was just weird like i just remembered hanging out with chicks and i was like i'm gonna hang out with you because you're i'm your mature <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i, I can relate uh, to that when i was in school I, it was girls that i'd have proper conversations with i didn't have girlfriends yeah, yeah. i, I wasn't yeah, even yeah. interested thought of i was a half and half exactly. but i was a, yeah, I was a yeah, little I timid but i yeah, could I have like full-blown conversation with them and yeah. i felt with the guys it was always half it was like it never half had weed, any depth yeah, yeah and then they would be like flirting with the girls in a terrible way and i would be like i don't want to do that that just doesn't make any sense to me <laughs>
1: I, bro i hear you I hear you. Like that. That's definitely um. That was definitely me as well, man. Where you like the way you would speak together, and you have the dudes do that, and you're like, "Why are you doing that?" It's like I don't understand. Like, um. But yeah, I think you're right, man. It was that sense of awareness for me, and maybe it might have been definitely my experience through coming to experiencing different culture at a young age, really, really fast, and going through that change or that metamorphosis of that sense of awareness in one, myself and also the environment that I'm in, you start really becoming really analytical very, very quickly And from a survival point of view. So I think, yeah, yeah that, that helped me just mold me to the young person that I was back then. And um, it helped me, man. I'm not gonna lie, it helped me a lot, man, because I didn't really, I developed a tough, tough skin, a really tough skin um, because you had to, you really had to um, from my perspective. Or you would have just crumbled. Um, yeah. So,
0: no, that's great. I really want to get a bit more into the pornography side because, again, I think so many yeah, people too, can relate too. to it. And um, I'm really interested where you are with your journey on it. But, like, because for me, yeah. it's something that I was addicted to, something I had to quit. Um, and not Before. just for me it was quitting the pornography that was one bad thing then i wanted mm. to quit masturbation full stop like i just oh, wanted to yeah. see the point of it and i and i feel of like course. you know when they say like oh, how long you've been sober like i've been sober now for a long time and um so good
1: that's
0: amazing but yeah
1: a lot of no, people I want will, to get there yeah.
0: yeah a lot of people i've had people that really actually want it like they really there's something in them they're like mm. no i you know i really don't like some people defend it And some people like they're like, no, I I want it. I've realized that I'm addicted. I realized, and I think you touched on the word earlier. You become dependent on it. So of course, I think when you're aware, you crave natural to crave freedom. So you want Mm. independence, and the only way you can be independent Mm. is to not be dependent on as many things as possible. So to gain that freedom within is a lack of external control. So having that one element, and uh, yes, I wonder how how, how. when did, when did yeah, it really so me, like, come to your mind that you wanted to, that that's an issue and that you, you want know, to stop it, it for yourself? My, it,
1: it came to my mind when I was 14, fam. That's, that's, that's how young yeah. I for, Like, I mean, like, after high school, I started, because I started, because 14, I started going to the football academy, right? Like, I was starting going into the progression of football and being disciplined. So I started searching up all this stuff of, you know, how do, how do I get better? So 14, 15. I think every, man, man, every young man's battle. Man. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a weird. Thing. What is this all about, right? Just, just over my auntie, place. She she was, she was a really book. close friend, friend of ours. I call her auntie, um, just out of respect and just love. Um, and, and, <laughs> I, and I read this book that I think maybe one of his sons used to have, and she, the son was much, much older than me. I was staying in, in his one of his son's house um, room, staying over, and I read this book because like every young man's battle, and I and I read that, and oh. I was like. This is the feeling that, I, and it was talking about, you know, the danger of pornography from a spiritual point of view as well. Right? So they introduced a lot of biblical concepts and stuff and I'm like, oh, this makes sense from a biblical point of view. But then they also, they didn't really cover the the brain side. I think they do sometimes, but it wasn't really, but it was, it was very skewed towards the biblical principle of, you know, why not to lust and stuff and yada, 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 yada. But for me, I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I I hear you, but let's dig deep into this. Let's actually do some more research on this, right? So I doing more research, and, and I came by um, every. I think it was a, uh, Fight the New Battle. I don't know if you if you know about it, right? Fight the New Battle. Um, Porn Kills Love um, website thing, and it was talking about you know, pornography and what it does to you and and all that. So I started researching hard on that, and I was like, this is mental. This is crazy, mind you. I'm 23 now, right? So that's like, yeah, that's how many years? Like at least like 10. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, about nine. Yeah, nine years. So like, that's like. So from there, I literally just started going deep into reading about what pornography is, the way that it shapes your mind. Started talking about neuroplasticity. So I was like, I want to change. Like from then, I was like, Yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change this thing um i, I gotta I got stop this thing and i went like sporadically i would i would have periods of like you know one year sober six weeks sober uh, i think i remember like tw- when i was 20 i went for a whole year i think so I was like, this is amazing this feels awesome this is this is great um that stuff happened in my life i started you know and that's not the story to talk about my guy um going into a relationship and stuff whatnot and that stuffed me up got in a really bad mental cycle um and that was funny covid happened all this stuff and then you know i had you know all this traumatic experience as well so i started getting dependent um on that thing again right until uh, yeah. kind of like this year for me i really wanted to like let's actually do this properly so currently seeing a psychologist you know just to One, not to get rid of the the pornography, but mostly just to understand my identity of who I am as a person. Because I think what happens is people could try to get rid of the, I think, I don't know if the symptom or the the thing, but they don't really want to solve the problem, right? They want to get rid of the thing, you know, the pornography or the, the addiction and whatnot, but they don't really want to find the root of the problem. So for me, I started switching my mindset. I was like, yo, last year was a year of me really just from a physical like really just getting my mindset and be like okay getting it primed to be like you know we're going to change like mentally physically we're changing which is good like hitting the gym which is awesome um getting to a really physical state where i feel comfortable in my own body and it's awesome and i love looking at myself like i mean like not in a weird weird way but like when you look at yourself and you're like you know yo i am i love you you know that's so I'm there, but mentally I'm like, we need to sort that out like now, because the worst thing is for me when I was thinking about this is like, man, I don't wanna, like I'm single now, but man, think about if I bring something to my life or think about the businesses that I create or the companies that I run or, or or whatever I do, I will always have people depending on me, right? So I wanna get in a better state of mind where I could be able to think properly, think carefully and think critically. But I think for me, I was like, I need to get rid of this thing, and I want to do it like eight that, but I want to do it properly. So, for me right now, I think I'm seeing a, psycho- I'm seeing a psychologist. Uh, I'm dealing with that aspect, and I know it's going to be a journey. I know it's going to be tough. I mean, like it's probably going to be the toughest thing in my life right now, rather than finishing union and then that. But yeah, for me, that's where I'm at right now, man. And it's it's been good. I just uh, like I just came back from a had an appointment with one of my psychologists, like I think the other day. Um, and it's just it's so nice. I don't know whoever's struggling out there, man. I don't know. Get, get people in your circle that you can talk about this openly. Um, people that you can feel comfortable to talk about openly, and that don't have this pre-judgment on you. You know, because you have friends sometimes when you tell them and you're like, yo, I'm about to change this day. look at you like you're 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 crazy (laughs) you're like bro what the heck what's wrong with you like it's a natural thing to do like you're a dude how are you going to stop masturbating or how are you going to stop watching porn like that's like they'll start doing the whole it's a it's a innate thing for dudes to do i'm like (laughs) that's true homie but not like obsessively everything that you think about is like you know i want to you know go jack off and stuff i want to look at chicks online and stuff you know like that's for me that's unhealthy and that's like super obsessive And i'm just like man i want to for me all the patch that i have i want to do that for like on my for my partner right? i want to want to enjoy my partner's body not in the sense of comparing comparing her to other chicks body because that's so unrealistic right and it destroys your libido fam i'm like I i have a pretty high libido and it hasn't destroyed me as yet but like and i hope and he and i hope he doesn't because i'm getting assorted. but i've got stories man where the dudes couldn't really be able to actually they have a beautiful girlfriend like i mean like stunning and they won't be they want they weren't able to have sex man and i was like i don't want to have that problem you know what i mean I, like yeah i want to satisfy my girl when i do you know like i don't i don't want to I just don't want to have that, that pain and cause. And then she'll be thinking, is it me? Is it? And then that was this weird sense of comparison and just chaos and confusion. And it's just not healthy, bro. Um, so for me right yeah. now, with it, it's just like a process of healing really. I think trying to figure out exactly what my identity is. One from a spiritual point of view and from the way that i see myself. And I'm in a good space right now. I'm in a really, really good space. A good I space could. that I haven't been in a while, dude. I mean, like, trust me, we can go into it, man. Like, I haven't been I haven't been in a good space in a while. I mean like three years until uh, the last yeah, the last year now where I've actually been like, Yeah, I am proud of you dude. Um that's the conversation I have with me myself right now. So um yeah. It's a journey, but I know that I wanna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely wanna touch the top, uh, touch on uh the cause and effect of, of your last three years. But first I just wanted to add on to the pornography mm. side and the masturbation side. Like for me, mm. I've, I've When I shared it with people, like I put a video up online about it and I've shared it with people in real life and for mm. the most part, most guys will defend it and say, like you said, it's natural, it's innate, you should do it, it's healthy to do it and all this. But when I try and observe as much as I can, looking at the sort of big picture, so I look at people, but I look at the animals and look at the mm. life and the earth and everything and just look, how do things live? I'm part of this earth like a bird is, like a monkey mm. is, like anything. Mm. And um, I've had people go, oh, even animals masturbate, and I was like, right, do they? Do they really? Yeah. I've never seen one yeah. masturbating in the wild. I've, I have I've seen never seen one. I've... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've seen them masturbate in the zoo. So I started to think, okay, so when you're a captive animal, you mm. you get these bad habits. You know, you get mm. sick, you masturbate, and I was like, okay, exactly. maybe that. If you want freedom, if you want to be a free free animal on this earth, man, then you don't need these little stimulations and this little
1: yeah. Uh, and like you said, yeah. and it's
0: looking within. It's like. Why am I doing it? What's that feeling mm. that I'm missing that mm. this is giving me? Uh, and exactly. I found it to be and too. And the- yeah, so. No, continue, continue. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I found for myself, like, it was like when I was younger, there were two things that could make me feel good during trauma. Like, I had a really chaotic childhood and it was like really traumatizing. Mm. And there were two things that always uh, could balance me a little bit, and that would be food or masturbation. Mm. But when I was younger, we right. was like we went, we could go days or like we often only ate if a food box turned up at the house like we had no food a lot of the time.
1: So yeah, food wasn't yeah.
0: always available. So mm. but masturbation is always available. Always available. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then that when I was younger became a stimulation when I was not feeling good. But because we're yeah. a different age, like I'm 10, 12 years older than you. Uh when I right. was a kid, there wasn't the internet there wasn't uh Oof. pornography wasn't as he, easily he, available
1: yeah you had to dig it out from the VC yama brother. you have to go go deep. Well, for me yeah <laughs> it was a
0: cat catalog- i remember my first my first memories yeah of like masturbation <laughs> pornography was actually uh mm. like we had these catalog books that you could get from the shop that were like the oh, shop yeah. that sells everything and it sells yeah. like yeah, from yeah. gym equipment to a tent to everything but it had a whole section in it which was just lingerie yeah. just like bras and yeah. underwear and when i was yeah, a little kid yeah. that was so stimulating If I Mm. even was looking, I was looking at like toys, yeah. And if I happen to flick on that page, it's like instinct. I just couldn't not do it. It's like, oh, if you're if you're alone, or you can get time alone now. Right. That stimulation was so strong. So Mm. I really think about like, if 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 a male, especially a male, I think it's similar for a female. If we can be stimulated by another, uh, like whatever we are attracted to, so easily like how much mm. that changes our mindset and our focus and our drive in that moment. dude. And then when I went I through this period like, now, yeah, yeah, mm. there's like porn, no porn now, be, yeah. you can watch a yeah. music video and that's so vastly more pornographic than the, the picture of a bra I saw when I was a kid. Like, Bro. I don't know what that's doing to children now.
1: And that that's, are trying to go and from and that's the thing eager. that scares the thing out of me, man. It just scares the shit out of me because like, you know, I used to love watching a lot of hip hop and like, just the sense of like African music, like that, that, that very sensual music. Like I'm Congolese, man. Cong- Congo people, Congolese people are known for like moving their hips like, like it's fluid. <laughs> yeah. and, and me being in that environment of like the music that I listen to, man, that simple things like that, that would trigger me, right? Um, and now it's so normalized, it's not even funny um and i'm not hating for people that like that listen to amazing music i listen to r&b like i listen to pop smoke like just stuff like that but still it's like the normalization of of stuff like that it's so bizarre in comparison to that like when i was like you know when you were young as well like it's just it's just crazy and the worst thing is i think people just don't know the effect that it has it's, it's not like there's nothing wrong i would say there's from my perspective, it's like there's nothing wrong with people having music and you know the way that they dress, but it's just like how you perceive your perception from a young age, right? You see a female and all you think about is, yo, look at those boobs. Like, you know what I mean? Like at a young age, right? You're not thinking about the person, you're not thinking about how they feel. Your perspective of the opposite sex or the person that you're attracted to, it's all from a sexual point of view. And al- although sometimes it's attract, like that's a little bit of it where you're like, ooh, well she's attractive or who he's attractive um yes that might be an ignition to get to know that person but sometimes that ignition stays there too long where your perception of the person is just based on sex and based on just yo look the like from an objective point of view and um yeah i don't know people could debate that and say that it's 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 just normal but i think it's not normal man i don't know like when I just, I just, I just, I just can't see myself where the way that I view chicks, or the way that I view somebody that I that I'm attracted to as an object. I, I don't, I don't see that as normal. I see that as pathetic, and and just yeah, childish. I would say there's probably better words out there to describe that, but yeah, that's what I would think, man. So people that are thinking that like it's normal and it's and it's and it's and it's fine to do that i think you better check yourself in terms of the way that you think or the way that you perceive other people because maybe the way that you're perceiving other people is maybe the way that you perceive yourself you know that you are the object so if you're the object so anybody else is another object and maybe and maybe there's a broken self within you that is trying to fix itself but the only way that it knows how to fix itself is through objective maybe that's maybe that's one thing um that's probably most yeah and I,
0: like that. and I think like you said that's going to change the how guys objectify women but also what it's going to cause that like what you said you um you were feeling with how people are making comparisons the females watching mm. it and seeing all these guys sort of worshiping a half-naked woman who shows her body off yeah they're going to be like i need yeah. to be like that they'll be comparing themselves at a young age yeah to these to yeah. these people and think well that's what i'm meant to be that's that's yeah. what a woman is it, that's that's how you it, get exactly. accepted so they will act like right. that. The guy is trying to compare himself to the other, one, and they will act. And you see the like disharmony it creates. You can see the mm. that the normally like I just look at balance, and for me, balance is mm. if your emotions are stable and your function mm. is good in life. If your emotions mm. are all over the place, I feel there's mm. an imbalance within there that needs to be to figured out and observed because you should be a balanced creature on this earth
1: yeah. um, that can live and, and I, enjoy I, it. I
0: think
1: I don't want to also. In the sense of like, because you can, you can flip it where, where people would think, therefore, chicks need to cover themselves. You know what I mean? Like that, that whole perspective. And I come from a Christian point of view, right? Where, you know, if a chick wears, uh, what is it? What is it, a crop top, right? And, you know, and she vibes oh. with that and whatnot. And I'm like, that's cool. That's awesome. But there's a, there's a switch where guys think that it's the woman's fault for wearing that and whatnot. And I'm just like, yo, first of all, you should have control over yourself. Facts doesn't matter about external environment you should have control of yourself whatever that person's wearing or whatever what that person vibes with that's not predicated on who and how you perceive her or perceive the environment um yeah that's just one thing that i want to point out because i know that there's an argument a lot of people will be like yo everybody should just cover themselves i'm like ah no bro you're missing the problem it's not that you're taking the i think i think it's i think it's
0: both of them things because like I said, when you're a young kid, you're so stimulated by, mm. I think we're naturally stimulated by what we're attracted. Like not everyone's attracted male and female these days, you know, like there's right, a mixture right, right, of different right. things, but just to keep it simpler, like uh, yeah, yeah. let's say male and female, like I was attracted to the female form, the shape, not just, mm. just the female as a whole, just that, that, that's yeah, stimulating. No, no, yeah, and the more of it I can see, the, the more attractive. Was, I ain't
1: going to lie. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, me, that's what's attractive.
0: So when I was younger, I only had to see uh, a bit of a nipple through a bra. But I didn't know what I there was no one told me, like, oh, the boob is the part that's attractive, the bum is the part that's Mm. attractive. There was something wired Mm. within that's drawn to that area. Um, and then the whole female body as a whole at such a young age. Mm. Uh, Mm. And I see that most people never mature much past sort of eight years old, anyway, mentally, right? How stimulated they would get on a night out by seeing so many body Mm. parts moving around and jiggling and stuff. Like, and then if they got a child's mindset. They're going to be overstimulated mm. and struggling to control themselves. Um, mm. And I feel for the woman, they cool. should just be so comfortable in themselves that they appreciate mm. that they've got parts that people are going to admire and love, but they don't need right. the f- they they need to feel that they feel complete enough that they can just yeah. dress how they want and I think know true. whether I, they feel I, I, they're showing too much or too little. Just be aware. I like that. I like that. I, I think
1: that's true. I think, and I, and I don't want to speak for the females, but I feel like, yeah, I think. I hope the females out there, they don't feel like they have to show boobs to get a male's attention. And that's the part that I get. And that's true, right? Like maybe it's the culture that we live in that I don't, I don't want, and, and it's sad to see because it kind of goes both ways you said, right? Where chicks for them to find, to get someone's attention, they have to dress more sexual, although it does get that attention. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's I feel like it's not
0: healthy because you, you, you yeah, always hear the one point. where they're like, I don't know why. why, why do I always get the wrong guy? I can't find the wrong guy. Yeah. And the you're right guy. Like, mm. <laughs> maybe, and like, maybe yeah. the
1: way that you're personifying yourself is uh, attracting the wrong dude here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's true. That's true. Um, and, 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 and I see that as well. Like, I think even from like, like I do modeling and stuff, right. And, 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 and you see that you, you see the reason why there's so many angles that one takes to, centralize myself to find more attractive and i think there was a time where i started researching on seduction because i was like yo i do not want to get seduced by a chick based on the way that she talks to me or dresses and whatnot because i want to know the just the 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 mechanism of seduction you know and and i started reading on that and and it wasn't so i could start seducing people it was more of a protective mechanism i'm like yo this world is very seductive Um, and it comes in so many ways so um no you are true Uh, i think i would it it sucks that i i I would just hate for, for for any of my sisters to feel like they would have to dress a certain way to get a guy's attention i think smile your personality should be that and yes if you're attractive that's amazing but you don't have to feel like you have to show a lot to get you just need to show how comfortable you are and whatnot and if you know, if you like wearing crop tops, awesome. If you don't, you don't have to, like, you have to uh, get molded into this weird cycle of sexuality and and, and obsessiveness of just objectific- objectification of oneself to get someone's attention.
0: Um, yeah, and I think, and that's really like, the sex, the sexuality and sex in general, to me, sex is like an exchange. Like, uh, my partner said to me, mm. it's like sexual energy exchange is, like, what mm. sex means. And it's like, you, you have sex for uh an inter very intimate expression connection and a bond you know and it's really powerful and the most if someone is sexually abused or sexually harmed we see it as such a mm. bad it hurts we really even me saying it to you now you probably feel something inside just being like oh we're going yeah, there dude,
1: no Do you I've, know i mean I've, 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 no, no no i've, I've, I've yeah. heard stories man where that i shows the power of
0: people yeah. yeah that shows the power of the sexual energy is the fact that we can be so upset when it's used wrongly it's like a gun you know when it's used wrong of we're course. so upset it's so powerful and now we've been mm. brought up in such sexu- a sexuality has been so like pushed in every direction. Like I said, yeah, what I yeah, saw because... when I was a child is minor. Mm. Uh, I can see billboards mm. now I can drive down the road and see someone's oh, arse and tits, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. It's you everywhere.
1: Know? And and
0: I think the the
1: reality is it's always going to be everywhere. Now it's like, okay, how do we teach people? How do we start making them more aware of this? Such that they can have more control over their, their themselves, be the master of their own ship or the captain of their
0: yeah, I'll give you my yeah I'll give you my stages of how how I sort of got off it for me it was to like yeah, first on. first like when I was younger I was like I right, I'm going to continue to watch something. this is when I was a lot younger I was like I'm going to continue to watch porn porn cuz it's uh, I like it but I'm not going to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Yeah so I'm going to see right. if I can just watch it and not masturbate for a while. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> and just see uh the tempting and boring you know it's not the same <laughs> it's not like watching it's not like watching a film. <laughs> and um, yeah uh, yes yeah, so, but then you end up masturbating at some point like you can't keep doing that it's too stimulating and yeah, yeah. so i was but i was just seeing i was trying to work it out for myself and then i was like okay all right now i'm allowed to masturbate but no porn then I just didn't want to masturbate to nothing to me. I've noticed <laughs> with girls, they've got like an imagination where they don't need, they're like, oh, porn's disgusting, Bro. but they can close yeah. their eyes and imagine and use an imagination in a I, sense I, different I to me. I themes. don't know how
1: people do that. I don't know how uh, people do that.
0: I'm just like, yeah. that's just, Yeah. So that's I needed the, the visual stimulation. <laughs> uh, so without that, it was like, okay, I don't want to do it. So then I'm like, okay, so the cause and effect is that's making me want to do it. Then I would try not mm. to do it, but then I'd be stimulated by people I saw, things I see, just things that are about. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, man. And like, at one point, I was in a long term relationship with a girl I was in love with. Yeah, we had lots of sex, mm. uh, but I was still mm. masturbating a lot. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I weren't running out. So <laughs> it's just like, you, yeah. but I just like, why am I still doing it? I know she's going to be really hurt if she knows that I'm doing it. She's not going to yeah. like it. Let's
1: just stop A lot of people think, a lot of people think that they'll get in a relationship and then they'll stop. You know I mean like yeah. a lot of people think that they go, Oh yeah, look, it's just a thing that I do uh just to get a release. And, and then you're like, my my brother, <laughs> you think Yeah, it's I could I, we could be friend. have it
0: like we was young, do you know, we was together from fifteen to the twenty five. Uh yeah. and we were we at points we could be doing it multiple times a day, and I would still mm. manage to find a place to get in and masturbate within then. And I'm like wow. getting all, like, do you know what I mean? Getting all you want. Yeah. Yeah. And course. there was still space. And I was like but that was bugging me because I was like, "Why is this even happening?" Like I said, and I think the conditioning from a young age and the the release of, mm. um but more the, the for me it was more like I said, there's so much stimulation going on, uh, visually yeah. everywhere, and like I said, yes. I used to listen to a lot of hip hop and stuff. You turn on the music channel and like yeah, you can't not see stuff.
1: M- MTV, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> R&B. <laughs> yeah
0: and yeah, it's like I, oh man this is too much but then when I got older like I said I just wanted mm-hmm. I just didn't like being so dependent on any substance and I saw mm-hmm. masturbation as like a, a, that and pornography was all a substance I'm dependent on and I'm trying yeah. to balance myself with I didn't want to do it with my new partner I didn't want her to have to I didn't want to keep going for a new relationship and doing the same stuff and being like oh this, yeah. this this, like you're sneaking around you know you just want to be honest and that, you also want to enjoy that time it. with them and that's um, the
1: beauty. People don't understand, like, when I've, I've been in a relationship where I haven't, like, I was in a relationship where I haven't, I didn't, like, you know, uh, masturbate or watch point in it for a year. And then, I, you know, things happen and whatnot. But you, people don't understand how, like, freeing that is when you are literally all that you, like, not need, but, like, how honest you are with your partner and how, I, I don't know, There was something different when you know that you're like, there's just this interesting trust that's just so real and so authentic. And it's so, you don't feel yucky when you say Like, it's just so, uh, it's it's indescribable. There's I, I a know, purity,
0: indeed. it seems like it's a pure feeling. Yeah, there's a there's pure that. feeling of it. And there's like, you can just talk about it, but then uh, be honest about where you are with it. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a really interesting process. But the second part that motivates me is I got into more thinking about like the actual waste of sperm because i was like right a couple of things on that like i was like well you're losing a lot that has to be replenished from somewhere So, Mm. and the way I see it is I think that the species, the one of the main things we want to want to do is be able to reproduce. It's like a core instinct within us is to reproduce. So I think that the body would prioritize keeping your sperm always topped up and sacrifice other elements of yourself. So if you're not getting in the right amount of nutrition to build good quality sperm, it will, Mm. it will take it and prioritize that from taking parts from the body or things will get malnutritious in your system before mm. your sperm gets of bad quality you know so it will keep that try to wow. keep that pure um yeah so if you're not eating perfect and there's things in like an interesting thing in sperm like there's like it's an abundance of like zinc and things that we don't eat in abundance of and mm. like i noticed like i had chronic fatigue for a long time and stuff and i know and depression and other things and i know it's like wait a minute if you you can look up these same things that are in sperm and when you become malnutritious in them you start to develop mm. these symptoms of fatigue of depression. Of anxiety. That that um, makes because sense.
1: You, I'm not because about, actually that makes sense. Yeah.
0: And the mm. other the other big part for me that really this is what fuels me to, to to not do it is I see life as that what I am is the life force that's running through me. That my body is mine, mm. my thoughts are mine, but they are not me. I don't identify with my body, I don't identify with my mind, they're just it's mine. True. But I am I'm am, mm. I'm the life force. So mm-hmm. when there's a dead body. Yeah. We're looking mm. to see a dead body. We don't see the person, you know, we go, mm. they're gone, but the body's there. Mm. So something's gone. Right, Whatever we appreciate it. The real thing we loved has gone. If if you had a loved one who died and they said, you can keep the body and it will stay in immaculate condition and you can take it with you anywhere you want. You'd be like, that's no, torture. That's going to mm. be horrid. So what we admire mm. and love is the force within. And then mm. I was like, okay, sperm is the only part of us that when we, when it leaves us, it has a part of life force in it because it creates life. So I was like, every time you mm. lose them, you actually spill in your life force. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And if you want to okay. keep your life yeah. force and stay strong, stay, stay fertile, stay active, productive, you want to build life force. So like even my diet, I try and eat as much food that contains a life force, like vegetables and things that are growing and fresh. Yeah. I eat them raw yeah. when they're still full of life. They're not mouldy and they're That's not dead. True. And I'm like, I'm eating that That's for meant- energy. And I eat a lot. I don't eat a lot of food at all. Mm. You know, but mm. I eat food like that, and that keeps me going.
1: I feel like there is a weird there. There is a something powerful when you, from a nutrition point of view, and and, and I've been looking into that because one, I want to gain gain weight to, and you know about this, I want to gain weight to 90 kgs and lift more and whatnot. But there is something so for me like i literally get vegetables and i cook it straight away like i don't put them in the fridge like literally i think i just bought some like capskin and uh, some what was it spring onions and and egg like just just everything is so fresh and even like the way that my parents live um it's all grown from the back of our yard so a lot of food that my parents eat it's all grown and it's for some reason it just it's it's so fresh and so lively. You can definitely see the reason why my parents are so happy. One, you know, they have amazing kids, right? Like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but <laughs> they to live, the diet that they take in and and there's that life source thing that you were saying. Yeah, that might definitely be uh, uh one of the facts as well.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. like you said, it's just like they've not been brought up with so much influence from so many directions. And like even the food now, you can go buy a loaf of bread from the shops and it's got like 25 ingredients these days. Whereas like your parents would have grown up on bread that has five uh, ingredients. Yeah. You know, it goes yeah, off very, within a day.
1: <laughs> from the, yeah, no, literally everything. I think there's a there's a place called the Bread 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 Pound near my place right now. And every time I pass that, it, it literally reminds me of Zimbabwe because I think where we used to live was was we lived close to a bakery, and every morning I would wake up to a bakery, like just like that, that fresh bread. And every time I pass that, mm. I mean, it just gives me that same freshness. But when you go to you know stuff like I don't know if you guys have like an Aldi or Woolworth or you know whatever your grocery is, right? Yeah. You look at the bread and you're just like, this
0: is <laughs> they look depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like it lasts for weeks, you know, and it's yeah. just like it's no and you look at that like for me I always because I, I studied nutrition and personal training when I was younger and I mm. was really into my nutrition so I used to always calorie count like look at my macro and micros and really observant on my food but obsessive like I weighed every gram of rice perfectly cool. every chicken breast everything and s- timed my meals to the minute like and I was really obsessive but with my nutrition wow. um, but I wasn't looking so much at what things are in because i would just not eat bread bread wasn't part of my diet plan it's like oh you yeah. don't eat bread bread's bad occasionally you yeah. have like a whole meal slice as a as a sort of treat um yeah but i never looked i just looked at the carbs versus and the proteins and i was like oh the protein's not complete in bread so i won't count that but how many mm-hmm. carbs is in it oh, okay 15 carbs per slice oh that's 30 carbs for two slices and i would count every number but i didn't look at the ingredients uh, whereas yeah. now
1: or, or the process as well like i think yeah the process and the way that it's 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 yeah. being made
0: you know so now i look at the ingredients and i'm like if i can't pronounce a word on the back if i don't understand a word <laughs> i definitely won't eat it whatever it is if i, if I look at it and it's a long word i'm just like okay i don't know what that is if i can't tell what it is i'll just avoid it that's, um, that's amazing like and then your I, new friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah if there's just anything and someone could go oh that's really good for you and i said yeah maybe it is but right. I, it's just easier if i just ignore right. them things it makes right. my life simple i can't be bothered to go on google yeah. to find exactly what that google is google and google all the I... studies. Yeah. i'm like if it if it, if the word doesn't make any sense to me right now just leave it alone do you know what i mean i I know yeah. what a cabbage is called i don't have to look at a label at cabbage <laughs> you know it's just cabbage I know, I, I,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i know what a fla- flower is <laughs> yeah so i was like oh, i'll eat like that's that and the only thing I really oh. avoid now is anything that has any 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 form of preservative in it. I don't touch yeah. it at all because a big part of my development, I didn't realize about the gut bacteria and understanding yeah. the process of that environment. So to me, I see all the, and your body is riddled in bacteria, the skin, the gut, mm. everything is covered. Mm-hmm. So to me, I look mm-hmm. at it like it's its own climate, it's its own earth. And mm-hmm. you're the God in control of the way you treat these bacteria because you dictate whether you're going to genocide a whole population with antibiotics sure. you know, or whether you put alcohol <laughs> yeah. on your skin and you're going to cause all this. chaos. Yeah. So you've got to keep true. balance and harmony between all these different tribes of bacteria and they yeah. all have yeah. such different placement. And it's like a little one. Like I lots think... of people get vitamin B. I'll uh, just finish this one bit and then I really want to hear what you say. But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people get mm-hmm. vitamin B deficient. Yeah. But there's a certain point in your gut, nearly it's called your ileocecal valve, which is down the very bottom right near the appendix, where only one right. type of certain bacteria lives. And that bacteria's process, as it eats, it poops. And its poop is vitamin B12. There's lots of bacteria where their excrement is the nutrient that we need and thrive off. And it comes from them. And things like depression and things, these things produce serotonin, dopamine within your gut and trigger the response for your body to produce it all within the bacteria process so for me it's like the bacteria is so important to take care of now i feel like that's the truth and
1: people don't think about that and they're not so aware of how and i know it's very cliche because you know you are what you consume but you really are like in the sense of like you're changing your whole ecosystem and what you're putting right like people people get angry at me they don't get angry at me they just they just find me weird when i tell them that i don't i've never gotten drunk before and, and i'm cool with people getting like, like like if that's what you do that's cool like i have I, who am i to say what you do with your body but like people just look at me like i am somewhat of a weird guy yeah, <laughs> no, like, I, yo, did I I ha- I have drunk I, I have you know i drink wine on occasion sometimes but I've stopped now. I think this year and like like end of last year. Um. But like, I, I would never. I would say, have I've ever got, gotten plastered and stuff because I just know that what I'm putting in is poison.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I drunk when I was like 14 years old. It's the first time I had alcohol. Holy but, smoke. um, but the time I was like 18, I was like, I'm never gonna drink again, because to what? me, stopped I would it? witness. Yeah. Huh? So what, yeah, what stopped what it for me yeah. um, is I wasn't a heavy drink. I literally, dr- I got drunk once with friends when I was yeah. a kid um, and I was yeah. around other kids that would drink all the time. I actually had a fake idea at 14 and I was buying and selling alcohol and fireworks. <laughs> to other kids. I realized like, oh, if I can buy them every Friday night, I I looked Absolutely. a little older than the other kid. I can make a little bit yeah. of money buying fireworks, make a little bit of money that's, buying alcohol. And, uh, good. Good business. Yeah. Entrepreneur. That, yeah. That was just on the Friday nights when I was really young. And um, yeah, but then one night I had some drinks with my friends and I got drunk and yeah, it was like, I don't remember a lot of it. I was sick. I laughed, but wow. I, I was obsessed with self-control. So mm. I really didn't like that my conscious state was altered and I wasn't yeah. in full control. Fact. So I was like, you know what? I can't touch this stuff. I can't touch anything that's going to alter Fact. my conscious state. And like, this was driven Fact. from my mum had mental illness and a complete lack of yeah. conscious conscious control. Fact. So I was like, that's important. That's important. Um, yeah, people, so I people would like
1: realize about, yeah, go, go, go.
0: People, yeah, so yeah, go. I wouldn't touch alcohol or touch any drugs or anything like that, but I did get to a point in my life where I was like, Do you know what? I've been a bit too militant, I've been a little bit, I've had so much control on myself, that mm. that's a control within a control, and I had to break that control... And yeah. loosen up to let myself mm. realize that's gaining more control. To be looser is more control. To be flexible is more control. Um, but that didn't mean I didn't go and start drinking. I didn't go and start taking drugs. But I mm. didn't judge anyone else by their behavior. And I didn't judge myself for doing or not doing. I was just like, no, this is what that's, I want. This is what where I am. But like a looseness had to true. happen within me. I'd become quite rigid.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people, like I know that I am, in, I am an intense person. Like I'm very friendly i'm i'm one of the most friendly with you have like i mean like i i will be kind and, and 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 honest to you and whatnot but there is a switch where something happens where i can just be a tyrant <laughs> to myself this is this is to myself um to anybody else i do not care i'm like yo unless you're my brother or one of my siblings i'll be like yo this is not how you, we do things and whatnot but I will still give you a little bit more grace, but to myself, I I could be a massive tyrant and we can talk about that and how that has caused me more problems than, than, than good, um, where I have to give myself a little bit more grace, where I'm like, look, you actually being super, super disciplined, although that's awesome and that's great and discipline is good, but that could flip into where you are beating yourself up on a regular basis and where yourself doesn't really care anymore where like stuff that i would never be good enough for my own standards so why i keep following these rules that i've put on myself so another rule is these deadlines or structures and then where i used just lose the plot and foot all the way to the opposite and then lose control because of me trying to find rigid and controlness and and just you know what i mean like it's just it's a weird mm. thing we put on to understand. Where you really have to find, like, as you said, that balance of like I am in control, of it, but it doesn't mean that I am a I, I am super crazy and obsessive. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I can definitely relate yeah, to that because I you say tyrant. I used to I, I realized like I called it that my inner like mind was like a dictator, yeah. and yeah. it just had yeah. these these strictness and these rules and this self-abusive mm. mentality that I didn't yeah. I wasn't aware that I was in that yeah. cycle. And it was like nothing I ever did did was good enough or worth. Mm. Like I could have always done better. And I saw that as motivation. I thought I'm challenging myself. I thought I'm challenging myself yeah. to be better. But then yeah. I realized if I, anyone was to talk, if I was to go into a room and talk to, like i done personal training. If I talked mm. to my clients, how I was talking to myself to motivate myself, yeah. I wouldn't have any, I wouldn't get results out of my clients. You know, they'd start to be scared to turn mm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be like, oh man, that was a good session. Yeah, you really pushed me. But yeah, this guy's mm-hmm. a jerk. This, yeah, this guy—he's—he's yeah. he's yeah, no. he's, he's pushing me too hard. You know, he's—he's he's not being nice. Where's the kindness? Where's mm. the the loving mm. motivation? And that's what I had exactly. to go through a process of realizing I—I I wasn't doing that. And then I had to rewire yeah. that and go through a and process of reengineering. Right
1: you were saying you were saying about where I am with you know the pornography and all that stuff. I'm like, that's where I am because <laughs> I've been such a tyrant, and it's something that I'm working with my you know my psychologist and whatnot. I've been such a tyrant to myself and although that has helped the I was talking about this is actually amazing. I think that's what although me being super intense at a young age to deal with all this chaos when I was young and whatnot, it has helped me back then. But now when I'm trying to figure out who I am and sort out my issues and stuff, it doesn't give me grace to find myself. It goes you should know yourself now, you know? You should know this now. You should be here now. But now I'm tr- I'm training myself to be like, give yourself grace. Give yourself time. Be patient with yourself. I know you're ambitious and I know that you want to get things done. But sometimes things takes time and you sh- you need to be okay with that. And that's why at the podcast. We're talking about transformation. I don't know if you guys want to listen to that. We're talking about transformation. We're talking about obsessiveness because it is that... I see this in a lot of people. I see this in a lot of who are ambitious and super passionate about life. They want to get the most out of it, but they could be super, super intense because of this whole culture of grind. And I, and I've, I have no problem with people talking about the grind culture, the grind mentality about working your butt off. That's awesome. Uh, please do keep working your butt off and be thankful, but please don't have expectation for the results because when you do, And when you push and and your perspective is, I want to get that result, 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 and you forget the process and the journey, if that result doesn't get there, your whole, you know, archetype will get destroyed. Your whole, the way that you perceive yourself will be destroyed. And that's that's what happened to me, man. Like about two years and a half ago, man, I was in a relationship and I thought like, this was it. And I hurt the person that was there and my whole thing was like, You should have been better. You should have been this. You should have, you know, back to back to back of just me torturing myself so much that I couldn't be able to be able to sleep at home. So I was like, you know, studying, I was at uni, I was but I was sleeping in my car because I I just I was kind of and I know looking back, I know what it is now, I was really punishing myself, right, for hurting somebody. Um and 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 it is that thing where you're like, holy snap, man, you need to give yourself grace. You can fail. You can, you can stuff up and you think that is the end of the world, but it's not, um, heal, you know, and that's where I'm at right now with a lot of things. And it's, it's a really good place for anybody that's there. It's a really good place for anybody that's, that feel like they've been really hard on themselves. And I I just want to let you all know, whoever's listening, be, have grace to yourself, be kind, be, take yourself back and just be like, you know what? It's okay. I, stuffed up yes i'm out of hurt somebody or man i failed that 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 um that test you know yes i'm a straight a student damn i've got to see who cares pull yourself back and be like yo you know what it's fine to fail and it's okay to fail but that doesn't mean that you have to stay there um it's a process enjoy that process and see. And whatever the result happens it happens but Enjoy the process. So, man, that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at in terms of life, in terms of my perspective, yeah. in the way that I do things, man. It, and it's so freeing. I'm not going to lie to you. It's so freeing when you could give yourself a little bit, a little bit more grace because you haven't given yourself grace in the last three years, and you look back in the mirror, you're like, "Holy snap! How did I go through life in three years of just abusing myself?" Because people think that abusing is just like you're. Know, I've been hit, you know, I'm hitting myself or like, you know, I'm cutting myself and that's, that's an abuse as well. But man, people don't talk about that emotional abuse that people have on, on, on themselves enough.
0: Well, yeah. And it's really interesting because you could say have a child and let's say the parent hits the child a little bit too hard just once Mm. and then they get, then they come around and they're okay. And the kid's a little disturbed, but they might not be completely traumatized. Yeah. Mm. If every day for a week they told them they're no good and not worth it and they didn't hit them, but they spoke to them badly. Mm. you would see how much impact psychologically that still has it in their mind and they will carry for like their life yeah it's like they'll have to reprogram themselves to try and break that pattern That and like words can be thoughts and words Power- are so powerful too. so what yeah. we say to ourselves and what we, what's floating in our mind um if we're not aware of the cycles that are going that's like where i tell people like just have a get yourself into a relaxed state sit have a bath whatever it is just lay down mm. and just take a few deep breaths and try and witness i witness the thoughts like a separate person and enter in, in entering the room and mm. would you kick that person out of the room or not are you happy that they've just come in or not and trying to just come to that realization it's like is the voice that's coming in got a loving tone is it saying it with kindness is it constructive is it supportive or is it actually like you know someone you wish wasn't in your life <laughs> and you yeah. need to get rid of <laughs>
1: and and the funniest thing if pe- people don't know how to identify that sometimes you know it's very hard to because if you're coming from a very ambitious person and you're you're grinding you're grinding you're grinding you're grinding it takes time to start identifying that to be like yo, am i actually abusing myself or am i actually pushing myself out of love you know yeah. sometimes it's very hard to find that and i think the best way that i've been finding is just looking at the mirror literally being like hey just take yourself. as you said you Pull yourself back and be like, yo, where, what's motivating me right now? Am, am I doing this out of love? Am I, am I doing this so I can improve? Am I doing this out of just abusement? And it's hard. It is hard. Like, because people don't, are not aware of that sometimes. right? Because it's, and I'm curious to see what you think about this, this whole grind culture, this whole, you know, and I, that, that really obsessive of work, 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 no rest
0: um yeah. mentality well, I think, um i think it's two things because like i used to be like that when i was younger because i came from a poor background i had lots of issues and i wanted to get out of that situation and the only way i could see mm. out is more money because i was like well if you have more money mm. you can take care mm. of things you can sort things out so i was like right i need to work as hard as i can as many hours as i can whatever it is yeah, do as many side hustles as i can work on like developing mm. my business skills and research in mm. every moment possible so i spent like well and I was doing all sorts of odd jobs when I was like a teenager ways to make money buying and Mm. selling clothes and doing all different Mm. things um and I I never got into like drug dealing or any crime type stuff like that because I always thought like Mm. that's not uh I thought that's like the easy way I was like yeah that's easy Mm. to go buy and sell drugs I want to make a business a career and something that I can actually uh do long term so I was like interested in trying to make money to buy businesses like i was like Mm. i could have a hair salon and employ people to work in there i could have a little restaurant Mm. and i was always having these ideas of how many businesses can you have and then i was like oh Mm. if i can make enough them from them i'll flip them and i'll be able to get a mortgage out on an apartment building i was like then you have like several apartments running you've got the rent and the upkeep and get a good manager to cut and i was going for all these like business things to just keep trying to multiply and multiply and following examples Mm. of like great people that have uh, put their knowledge and life out there on how they built structures and stuff of, of 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 life and money that now like people are course, watching obsessively yeah. all this stuff but i didn't i didn't my problem is i never got all the things i was aiming for because life kept coming and hitting me in the face and like causing me wow. chaos that stopped me being able to actually fulfill that 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 thing so like for me mm-hmm. like i said mm-hmm. i'll go briefly but like my mom would commit suicide or something and that that would pull me out of like exactly what i'm doing wow. right at that moment and i'll be taking her to wow. a hospital. And then I'm recovering from that, caring for her. And then I'm like, oh man, I need to work. So I'll be like trying to look for as many sort of self-employed ways of working um, as Hmm. possible. And going through that and then like just driving and driving and then like getting sicker and sicker and depressed and chronic fatigue. And I got married when I was young and that broke into a divorce and like destroyed me. And like it was like constant battles. And I thought I would have by the time I'm 30, I wanted to have a couple of businesses on the go and I wanted to already have three kids. Yeah, and like I'm now 35, I have zero kids, kids and I don't have any of these businesses. Yeah, so for yeah. me, it was like during yeah. my 30s, it was a real time of uh, contemplation how, how of you, like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: How did you overcome that contemplation? Because I I, would, I know that I would have been like, given that, I guess, yeah, I feel like we are both the same condition and dry.
0: Yeah. How did you overcome well, that a couple, contemplation? There was or? a couple of things. Like it was realizing again, and you sort of touched on it earlier. It's like, Right. I need to lose my expectations. It's the expectations in life that are slowing me down and causing me Mm. friction. And them expectations are only set if conditions exist. So I was like, and if condition exists, judgment exists. And judgment Mm. is going to be that dictator turning up again at the door. And he's judging my every move and my everything. Even if I know and my intention is pure, that's all I need to know. Mm. And I don't need judgment Mm. on that. And then that turned into not judging other people, not judging life. You know and they all rolled Mm. into one like there's no conditions there's no expectations there's no judgment there's love and there's ambition uh, and a full heart Mm. to express that so now it's like i'm full of ambition and drive to do things but if they don't create if they don't happen that's not my concern but that's not going to stop me trying but it's my concern isn't Mm. at all in whether it actually manifests in any way i will aim for it Mm. and go that direction and just for me just balance whether if anything starts to change my relationships that are important to me or my balance mm. in my mind, like I'm not being mm. loving, I'm not being compassionate, or I will just be taking awareness of that and going, okay, well, I can't go that direction because that's causing this issue. And that's not worth it for me because this is my like structure. This is what's important to me. My mind and my function, my love and my compassion is important to me. So I won't mm-hmm. sacrifice that. Like there's certain uh, non-negotiables, I would call them, things in my life that are just non-negotiable. So then I can be happy with the outcome, enjoy the outcome. And if I don't get it, it's a bit like I tell people like COVID happening. No one expected it to happen or predicted or really wanted it. Like there was theories out there that stuff could happen, you know, like, but mm. you don't really, It you had no physical control of yourself, whether it did or didn't happen. And life's like exactly. that in general. You don't really have a control on what happens, but exactly. you do have an internal control on how you feel inside mm. And it's like, so managing that for me and turning it from a manager to a CEO, I'm the CEO of my life. I used to be the manager, yeah. you know, and Hell it's just yeah. working through that. And a bit like what you said earlier on, on failures, like I said, I I would have looked at before my life as failure after failure after failure, because I didn't get what mm. I wanted. Now I look at it and go, I didn't get what I wanted, but I got exactly what I needed. Yeah. I just didn't mm. realize it, you know, because I Yo, was too arrogant. I, I,
1: I am there, bro. I- yeah. Man, like I know that, like, all the looking back on all the failures that I've made, and whether that's in academia or um relationship or whatever failures that I've made, looking back at them, it, it's like it's not what I wanted, but it's what I needed because it's making me one, it's changing the way that I look at myself and it's changing the way that I look at other people and it's making me a better person, more relatable person. Like, I mean, like, the younger Franklin. Would have despised the older Franklin, like because he's like, what do you what do you mean you failed? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it, it mm-hmm. it's like what do you mean you? What happened to you? You know? And, and and it's sad to say, but the younger Franklin was just trying to find huh, speaking of myself in third person. Um, but the younger me was trying to find, I think acceptance, but not really acceptance to other people, just acceptance in myself. That I was enough. That that I am all that I need, per se. You know, and yeah, hard for people to get there. It, it's really hard because you get you have all social media telling you this is what you should look like. This is what you should be like. Oh, you're for me, given that I'm black. Oh, right, you're you're not a, you don't look like a gangster. Oh, you're actually a gentleman. Oh, therefore you're a simp. Or you, therefore you, oh, you actually appreciate females, not from an objective point of view. Oh, therefore you must be, you know, this. or oh, therefore you're not a real man because you don't, you haven't slept with like gazillions of chicks, right? All of these things where I think the younger Franklin was just simply, or the younger, younger me was simply saying, hey, I just want to know that I'm enough. Yeah. And I didn't get there. And the only way that I that got me there was through either pornography or masturbation or codependency. Where now looking back, I'm like, man, I am enough. I know that I'm not where I want to be right now, but right now I am enough to where I am to develop, to progress, to find love, to look for romance, to to create all the things that I that I want to create, but not out of the expectation of that I must create them, but out of the sense of like I am enough to create them. And if it doesn't work, it is what it is. It just doesn't work and you move on, right? Um, yeah. C'est la vie, right? C'est la vie. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, that.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, uh, another word that I, I um, sort of comes up in my mind is, uh, like you say, it's, it's changing the words of, like, healing and mm. uh, and self-improvement because these to me these re- reaffirm to yourself that you're not good enough now A bit like you said you're not where you want to be now but you know you want to go somewhere it's like to affirm to yourself you're perfect now you're great now you're good now because now is the only time that exists so you affirm exactly. to yourself you're great now and you're on a path of growth and expansion you don't need to heal mm. you're good enough you're not broken that needs fixing because mm. then you're you're setting the expectation that one day you will be healed one day you'll be mm. fixed and you'll be disappointed again if you because you can all because you can always grow and expand. You're always going to be mm. let down if you think there's an absolute fix, an absolute heal. Um, so so I think reaffirming yourself, do you know what, I'm good enough now, I'm yeah. great, but I'm growing, I'm expanding. Mm. And just reaffirming so true, that sort of attitude. And the so other true. one uh, so for me that was important uh, was rewiring mistakes. Because like you said, how do you deal with what could be looked at as failures or mistakes all your life? And some people can be in a terrible position mentally, hear this and be like, yeah, but I've had loads of failures, loads of mistakes, and I feel terrible now. So I'm not happy that that's what happened in my life. I can't see that I needed it, you know, because this is why I'm suffering, because it still happened. And for me, that's like the power of the difference of the human species is our imagination. And when we sit alone and we, we, can, we, we have the opportunity to rewire any event in our time history that we want to in terms of what we gain or didn't gain from it. So to me, a mistake mm-hmm. is only a mistake until the point that you have taken the opportunity from that event. So it's a mistake if you've missed taking the opportunity. So something happened in your life 10 <laughs> years ago, 20 years ago. That's, that's yeah, good. it's a mistake. But the moment you take that opportunity that was given to you, and you start mm. to use it in your current life, that mistake is undone. It's unwired, and it neurologically is as well. Like you, you start to put use a use case to uh, an event mm. that was a failure or mistake that you've learned that lesson, mm. but you've actually using it. And if you can use that in service mm. for others, yet that rewiring happens fast. And that's yeah, from my experience. No, like true. that rewiring suddenly just flips, and your your, your levels of emotions, joy, um, balance, happy to wake up, happy mm. to go sleep. You know these sort of things yeah. change. Something chaotic and be, happens. And be, you're, you're still okay. You're still and be you're still balanced.
1: And I think. I think it's like even that being comfortable within yourself as well. And I think a lot of people are not comfortable in themselves, and and it's sad, but they're not right. They're, because they because they've thought that they felt that they are failures. Therefore, it's just like this weird, special thing of like, nah, damn it, I did it again. You know, like all this stuff, right? Where yeah, it just when you have that mind shift change, man, and I, and I and I hear what you're saying, when you have that mind shift change, man, it is it is it's so peaceful. <laughs> it's
0: so peaceful. Yeah. Oh man, it's so peaceful. Hey <laughs> man, I don't want to yeah. be cutting you off because i really enjoy chatting with you, but we're getting to the end of the show. I like to try and keep them to like an Ooh. hour length. Um we we'll have to get you back in the yeah. future and just catch up and see how you're Girl. doing with where you're at and what My you're at to. But I have uh, this this
1: is to
0: so you I was just going to say I have a few short que- questions to finish up on but do you have any uh, any places where people can follow you and get in contact if they need or any social media yeah. anything you want to share Franklin spelled like Franklin the turtle
1: so F R A N K L I N last name M U D O L E um you can find me on Instagram um, but also I am one of my, I am one of the co-hosts of a podcast called the net to work podcast, any, any, two, um, work podcast. Um, you can find that on my Instagram page as well, but that's pretty much me, man. I, I am, I am passionate about life, passionate about learning, curious, curious person. So, Hey, if you love this conversation and you want to chat some more, hit me up on the gram. I I, I want to know what you guys think of it. I want to know what, what you've experienced and whatnot, and maybe we could, continue the conversation
0: beautiful man yeah i hope uh, some people tune in and like you said i think especially if people are looking to if they're aware and they don't want to break the habits of like if they are even curious about like breaking that pornography and breaking the masturbation i think having a circle of influencers that are on that path is very helpful it's like the alcoholics that get together you know and they have that bit of pressure like loving pressure of other people supporting them sometimes it's like it's an isolating uh uh, and a t- sort of taboo subject so if you can find people that will actually yeah. talk about it um and encourage you and dude. you have a real like it's the same to me as an addiction you know so if you have a yeah, relapse you, you tell the person you go man i just fell off the wagon yesterday and i did it yeah and then you go so what, what caused it and you can get to the bottom of these things quicker so franklin that offers there for you too if you ever need to, mm-hmm. the, to shout out a message you can message me if you're having a Having a good day or having a bad day with it, you know? And you just yeah. want oh some shout out because it is a
1: path worth
0: traveling. Yeah. yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah, I we love, a, this. I really love this, man.
1: This. You should wear the questions.
0: Yeah, they're just nice, quick questions. If you had to choose one, a cat or a dog? Yeah.
1: I'm a dog person, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Cats, I don't know, yeah. they
0: have attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny the people that are cat people they'll be like oh, i don't know cat dogs just have like problems <laughs> it seems that people uh, either a cat or dog person no one they always want it seems like what's your favorite color yeah.
1: my favorite color is purple and yellow i got i got two oh,
0: another purple yeah, you right. know purple's my favorite yeah and purple has been really? hands Damn. down the number one hands favorite down. color of my on my podcast so- yeah just I so don't nice. meet anyone that likes purple. Do you know me? I mean? But on my podcast, oh. everyone's purple. So it shows something. Really? Like. Yeah. Let's go. so it's many purple. purple it, man. Let's go. Yes. I need to get a <laughs> purple
1: suit. <spook. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: what, what, what excites you? What gets you like spiritually, creative, emotionally, like in the simplest form? What Seriously excites you in life? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Man, what excites me is that the stuff that I'm doing is helping somebody. I mean, like... Even the smallest thing—if I have a conversation with somebody and they—I've made them be better or made them think or feel better—that oh, just gets me turned, like to another level.
0: Really, so that's I what know. excites
1: me. i have a servant, servant heart man. So, that's
0: uh, what nice. And what does the opposite? What turns you off?
1: The thing that turns me off is—I would say—it's always my pet peeve. People taking things for granted. Yeah, even at a young age, that you just ah, oh, it it triggers me hard. Like I want to Chocolate. slap people that take things for granted. I, I just want to get up to like just give them a nice slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. What what sound or yeah, noise
0: man. do you love?
1: Ooh, ooh, this is this is a tough one, bro. Um, I like I like either the rain yeah the rain would be one of it the rain would like a really nice thunderstorm um like I'm looking at my window right now a thunderstorm comes and nice. like the that nice just that, like that's just so peaceful yeah. I find that really
0: majestic oh, nice,
1: yeah. um that's a really yeah, good, I love the sound yeah. of
0: the rain that's on cool. the roof especially when you can hear it like yeah fall asleep oh, to
1: it just so, so, something about that just like gets you to realize that wow we live in a beautiful world
0: <laughs> um, um,
1: what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, ooh, the sound of sand. Sand. You know, crunching sand. You know, when you have sand in your hands and you grind it. Hmm. Yeah, wow. that that ooh that, that, that gets uh, for some reason <laughs> it, it gets me, man. I'm I'm like. Like I surfed as well, which is a weird thing. Walking on sand is fine. But when you have sand and you rub it on your, on your hands or it's just that weird, creepyness just... okay. of sand, it's just like, oh.
0: <laughs> oh interesting. If anybody want to torture I... me.
1: Yeah, just get, put sand in your I'm eyes and gonna... make you rub
0: it together. <laughs> yeah. <literally>. <laughs> <laughs> right. um... And what, what comes to mind when I say, what's your greatest fear? Ooh, greatest fear. Greatest fear
1: is not um, not getting the most out of life. That's my biggest fear. When I get to the end of my life and, and, and be like, I could have done more. That's my biggest fear. All right. Yeah. And
0: what, what, what do
1: you love about stuff. yourself? Man, I, I love about myself is that um, I am, I have an ego but I know how to control that and I know how to humble myself so that I could even, that I could learn. Um, even when I do fail, I could, I could look back and be reflective and realize where I've gone wrong. That's one of the biggest attributes that I'm so thankful that somehow I, either I picked that up somewhere or whether through my mistakes where I could really be reflective and learn from my past experience and, and be reflective and be really, really, yeah, really, really analytical, um, Good and bad, but I think that's, a, that's one of my biggest strengths, the analytical guiding oh, nice. me.
0: Nice. What, what do you love in others?
1: Me? Uh, I think just people's kindness, man. I think people that are kind, something so attractive about that. I mean, like, girl, if this is just for the ladies out there, man. If you're a kind woman and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're an attractive fam, I'll, I'll be like, Jesus, Lord. Have mercy on me, but uh, that's with everybody, man. I think I love kind people, and, and, and I like being around kind people because there's something oh, nice. something about
0: kindness that's just so peaceful and nice. Nice. Um. What do you last question? What What do you love about animals? This is pets or wild animals, either or both.
1: Animals, yeah. I think it's just their, their nature, especially I think the majesticness of it, the way that they that they are so in tune with their instinct. It's it's just amazing. That's one thing that I love about animals. It's just they're so especially wild animals, they're just so wild. I'm just like,
0: that is awesome. <laughs> Please, yeah. like we never change yeah. that because that's just beautiful. Like I said, I love to watch animals yeah. as much in their sort of natural, undisturbed environment as possible. And you can mm-hmm. they thrive there, you know? They're they they're meant to be there. They live there and it just reminds me like I'm meant to be on this earth, I'm meant to live here. Do I do I thrive? Exactly. And um, Dude,
1: that's where it's at, man. Yeah. Dude, um, this
0: has been awesome. This has been yeah, great. It, forward to to get to know you and hear more of your story and um i yeah, uh, yeah appreciate your openness and authenticity to just oh. and share yourself so i learned from this i grow from this uh and mm. i the listeners will too
1: yeah dude yeah definitely man let's keep the conversation going man either offline and whatnot but um yeah anybody that want to reach out to me
0: um dude
1: feel free i am an open book, so love thank you so much so appreciation upon appreciation my guy look you're you're a legend and um blessing upon blessing to this podcast and i hope people that listen to it this guy this guy's real this guy's authentic
0: this guy's good <laughs> yeah all right thank you so much man have a beautiful night i hope you Easy, get yeah. a, a lovely sleep and um i'll catch Easy, you man yeah catch you catch on the flip side homie all right bye all right see you later bye Thank you so much for being here and listening to The Selfish Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Greenheart, and I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. Just search Luke Greenheart on YouTube. You'll find me. Check out my website, lukegreenheart.com. Have an amazing day and stay tuned for more episodes. I'll be interviewing guests on their path of self-development, their paths of self, getting to know them in much more intimacy, much more depth, sharing and connecting with all so we can have a much more blissful, joyful and productive life together. Alright, much love, have a great day.